In 2004, Amazon was on the cusp of revolutionizing the retail industry as we know it. Driven by a culture for seeding new ideas to better serve customers, employees from across the business pulled together to bring an idea to life. An idea that would transform shopping as we know it. This is the story of how the greatest retail innovation of the digital age was created. This is the story of how Amazon employees came together, mobilized behind a simple goal of faster shipping and subsequently reshaped consumer psychology forever. This is the story of Amazon Prime. In 2004, Amazon was a company that had huge expectations. But having shown a relatively small profit of $35 million in 2003 for the first time, off a revenue of $5.2 billion, growth was slowing and external pressures were mounting. Amazon was engaged in a high-profile court case after Toys R Us sued them for allegedly violating an agreement for Toys R Us to be an exclusive Amazon toy seller. They were also facing pressure and criticism in the media from press and consumers alike after the websites had suffered multiple crashes in the lead up to Christmas. At this point, Amazon was worth $18 billion, compared with their main rival eBay and their $33 billion valuation. In February 2005, Amazon unveiled Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime offers customers free shipping on next day delivery as part of an annual subscription fee. Since its conception, Amazon Prime has extended to offer video streaming services, grocery deliveries, Prime Gaming, and much more. Fifteen years after launching Prime, Amazon is now worth $1.7 trillion. They dominate the digital retail market and boast over 150 million annual subscribers to their Prime membership. The idea of Prime remolded consumer psychology. The luxury of next-day delivery meant that consumers transformed in terms of what they were willing to buy online. A last-minute anniversary present, for example. Or perhaps you notice you're running low on toothpaste and need some more the next day. Amazon had positioned themselves as the online alternative to consumer stores, offering essentially the immediacy of in-person shopping, coupled with the efficiency and practicality of ordering from your sofa. What Amazon had that drove their success was the power of innovation. Jeff Bezos, CEO and founder of Amazon, had developed an internal culture of collaboration and active listening, enabling anyone in the business to have their ideas heard, to collaborate across business functions and work together to develop innovative new projects. As Greg Greeley, former VP at Amazon, recounts. We really wanted everyone to be thinking about new ideas that would benefit our customers. No one in the leadership team thought that there was a monopoly on good ideas, that they could only come from um, a certain group. In fact, we worked really hard to develop the muscles so that we could surface ideas from across the company. And during my time there, I'd especially credit Jeff Bezos, Jeff Wilkie, and Diego Piacentini as, as leaders who put an emphasis on making sure that if an employee had an idea, that there was a forum to surface it. And if an employee wanted to go build out something, that would ultimately benefit our customers, that they were given the runway to do so. Um, eventually, our entire leadership team was working to nurture that, that concept. I, myself, had a regular meeting block held on my calendar, basically a fixed time where anyone in my organization could come 
suggest or pitch me on a new product idea or a better way to serve our customers. Um, and over the fullness of time, that would eventually work out to be in the form of a, what we call a press release and an FAQ, uh, what we call our working backwards process. And so, yes, that was definitely central to what we did. And so it shouldn't be surprising that a number of people across the company were thinking about ways we could get customers to engage with faster shipping. Fast, predictable delivery was so central to the product experience we were trying to build at Amazon. However, the journey of Prime from idea to implementation was by no means simple. The idea created major internal tensions at Amazon and forced them to take huge risks, some of which have been described at the time as going as far as putting the entire future of the company on the line. The whole process began way back when Jeff Bezos was actively seeking ways to provide Amazon's fast delivery service to more customers. It eventually led to a secret internal Amazon project called Futurama that was singularly focused on enhancing their shipping offer to customers. There was always an incredible emphasis internally at Amazon around focusing on customer experience and customer needs. It was part of the company DNA and it shaped the way in which they thought up and developed business solutions. As such, the notion of a more lucrative shipping offer for customers was something that had been recognized as a key area for consideration for some time. At the time, Amazon had an offer of free super saver shipping and delivery which was cost-effective, but overly complex and less desirable for both customers on the front end and Amazon employees on the back end. Customers had to hit a $25 minimum spend to qualify for the free shipping offer and then wait up to 10 business days for their orders to arrive. Bezos recognized that there was a key issue with their current shipping offering. Throughout 2004, he frequently addressed his leadership team and explained his biggest concern. Nobody wakes up every day hoping that their shipping would be just a little bit slower. And it was at this point that what is now the signature feature of Prime, faster shipping, became a key focus for this development within Amazon. Jeff then asked members of his leadership team, including Jeff Wilkie, Diego Piacentini, Andy Jassy, Tom Skutak, Greg Greeley and Jeff Holden, for ideas with a refreshed emphasis on how to implement this idea of faster shipping. Greg Greeley, who managed Amazon's global media business at the time, was asked to lead the effort, and after going away and soliciting and brainstorming various themes and concepts with various stakeholders, he eventually came back with five or six ideas which he presented to the group. Greeley inspected other loyalty programs he was aware of. One of Amazon's competitors in the book industry at the time was offering a membership to their customers, but you would have to pay to receive future discounts as opposed to upgrades. Amazon was looking for more innovative, progressive solutions. So Greg thought a membership program could be a way to invite customers to enjoy a premium experience, a higher class of shipping through free upgrades, i.e. paying for standard shipping and getting two-day delivery, or paying for two-day and getting one-day delivery. As Jeff Bezos and a subset of the leadership team reviewed the collective ideas, there was the general consensus that there were many good ideas, but none of them were revolutionary. None of them jumped right out as a winner, and there was a fleeting sense of frustration. All the pieces were there, but no one had yet produced that piece of gold to really inspire excitement and passion, to inspire the feeling that they were on the cusp of something special. Jeff Bezos then suggested 
combining many of the elements of each idea into a single, all-you-can-eat, fast-shipping membership program called Prime. There was an instantaneous aha moment. Whilst the fact that it would be expensive and require a huge shift in the way Amazon was operating was prevalent, everyone agreed that it would be revolutionary and beloved by customers. This was the moment that Prime was essentially born, a hybrid program that fused different ideas together, leveraging the collective power of collaboration to develop something truly innovative. The result was a program that offered half-price one-day shipping and free two-day shipping as part of this exclusive membership with Amazon. There was a unanimous sense of agreement around this concept, and as they were considering when to launch, Greg Greeley blurted out, well, we announced super-saving shipping on our January earnings day in 2002. Wouldn't that be fun if we could do that now? But even as the words left his mouth, Greg began to realize that he had likely just suggested an impossible deadline. We were rapidly approaching Thanksgiving in the U.S. Now, that's a late November holiday that essentially kicks off peak shopping season for most Americans. And there's this surge of customer orders during the remaining few weeks before the Christmas holiday. So it is definitely a very stressful, busy time period for everyone at Amazon. And our earnings day is usually mid-January. So this meant to meet that deadline, none of us working on the project would be able to take any kind of year-end holiday. Now that said, you know, everyone working on the effort was really energized by the scope and the timing of what we were trying to accomplish. And everyone definitely recognized the extra attention we'd get by coupling these two news items to be you know, on the same day. Jeff Bezos looked at Greg, gave a broad smile and proclaimed, that would be a great time to do this. But it was not just the leadership team that had been thinking about delivery innovation. Such was the nature of Amazon's culture, the entire operations team had been working on an incredibly important, predictable fast-track initiative. One of the company's engineers, Charlie Ward, a self-proclaimed one-click addict, had wanted to streamline Amazon's shipping process and recognized that there was a unique opportunity. Charlie independently proposed that customers pay a sum of money at the beginning of each year, meaning that their shipping costs would subsequently become free of charge for the rest of the year. Initially, when he pitched this idea to his colleagues, the room fell silent. People looked at him as though he had gone crazy. The notion of such an expensive offering seemed ludicrous and would require a huge overhaul in the way Amazon was currently operating. However, Charlie's belief in his idea did not waver as he persevered and remained determined. He went away and spent some time drafting a short, half-page summary of his idea to outline the basics, working from the perspective of the customer. This is a way of thinking that is part of Amazon's working backwards attitude to developing new ideas where you consider the impact that an idea will have on the customer and then work backwards from there to assess how this idea could be implemented within the business. Charlie submitted his idea via Amazon's digital suggestion box and the idea rose through the ranks to Jeff Holden, former VP of consumer applications at Amazon. Holden was naturally impressed by Charlie's idea and the entrepreneurial thinking that had gone into it. So when Bezos advised Holden that he wanted to urgently launch a new shipping program called Prime, Holden said, Charlie Ward just submitted a similar idea. We should ask him to help us build it. To which Jeff Bezos said, Yes, let's get a team, including Charlie, 
and then let's get started tomorrow. This was all happening during a period in which Amazon had been experiencing some serious technical issues. The problems began when the website suffered a major crash that lasted the entirety of the morning, resulting in a tirade of complaints from customers, which then prompted the press to chase up and report on the issue. Despite statements released from the company saying that the problem had been fixed, consumers and sellers were reporting consistent complications, with tasks that would normally take around 30 seconds sometimes taking hours to process. It then also came to light that this had been stretching back over the past 11 days, and despite public denials of this problem from Amazon, internal messages were leaked that confirmed the IT issues and added to the media pressure that the company was under. Teams had been working day and night to resolve this issue and fight to keep the site alive in the midst of what was becoming a PR nightmare. One employee that was heavily involved in resolving these issues was Vijay Ravindran, former director of ordering at Amazon. Vijay was working with his colleagues around the clock to battle through the chaotic storm that they were experiencing. To his disbelief, it was during the Thursday of this week that Bezos got in contact, immediately after his meeting with the leadership team wherein the decision to launch Prime had been agreed. Jeff wanted to get everyone together for initial kickoff of this secret internal project. A meeting was then scheduled, set to take place the next day, which happened to be a Friday. Vijay and his colleagues had spent the previous few days grappling with the technical issues the site had been experiencing, working through the clock to stay on top of things. Before they knew it, Friday was upon them. The day of the meeting had arrived. That morning, Amazon's website suffered a multi-hour crash. Stress and chaos erupted amongst the employees as they all began pulling together to help fix the issues and Vijay Ravindran was forced to take the initiative as he cancelled his meeting with Jeff. Safe to say it wasn't the norm for a director to cancel a meeting with Jeff Bezos, CEO of Amazon. Naturally, Ravindran was filled with apprehension upon cancelling the meeting, but he felt as though he was acting in the company's best interests, explaining this to the CEO as best he could. Bezos's response was short and to the point. Of course I understand but this is so important, you have to come over to my house on Saturday morning. Ravindran was taken aback and shocked. Go to Jeff Bezos' house? Surely not. But, such was the priority of this project, Bezos did not hesitate and was firm in his decision. Either way, this meeting was going to happen as soon as possible. So, Saturday morning came, and with it, a tired parade of Amazon employees from all different departments of the business pulling up to Jeff Bezos's house. As everyone arrived, there was a sense of excitement and apprehension. They had all been called to the house of their CEO to discuss the secret project that Jeff and a subset of the leadership team had been working on. Some acknowledged the size of this house and how it compared with their respective condos and homes. But as they entered the premises, people began to notice the large sparking space in the lake, specifically designated for a boat. This was Bezos's boathouse. It was unusual to have such a large group meeting at our CEO's home, but it was important to demonstrate that every day really mattered. And by giving everyone out of the office environment, it really sent that message that we were doing something new, um, something unique, and something incredibly important. The Amazon CEO welcomed his guests and the meeting got underway. During the conversations, 
Jeff outlined a key area of focus for him, saying that he didn't want to focus on the marginal differences between people buying from Amazon compared with someone else. He wanted to completely change the psychology of consumers. He said to the group, I want to draw a moat around our best customers. We're not going to take our best customers for granted. And so they focused their efforts around shaping the project to appeal to their customers in such a way that it would encourage them to adapt and restructure their shopping habits and entice them into a whole new mentality when shopping. During this meeting, there was a substantial change in attitude across the team. A buzz of excitement could be felt amongst everyone. The team recognised they were on the precipice of something special. The potential of their project was suddenly real, and the path lay clear before them. But, as Bezos led the way out of his boathouse, he casually remarked, It's really important that it's launched by the Q4 earnings announcement. As he said this, there was an obvious change in mood as the colour drained from their faces. The excitement was sucked out of the room, replaced by a sense of dread and apprehension. The Q4 earnings announcement was due for the third week of January, just four weeks away. What does Amazon Prime, Sony's PlayStation, the Post-it Notes and Jelly Babies all have in common? Well, they are all examples of entrepreneurship in action and all exist as a result of an employee idea. In our upcoming book, The A to Z of Entrepreneurship, we go from A to Z, sharing the stories of some of the most innovative and fascinating employee ideas from the last 50 years, featuring the likes of Disney, British Airways, Amazon, 3M, and many more. This book aims to showcase the power of the individual, the power of collaboration, and the power of ideas. It's available on Amazon from February 2021. If you're interested in securing a copy, send us an email to podcast at theideasshow.com. As soon as Bezos shared his aggressive launch target, the team exchanged worried, concerned glances and immediately protested the decision. After some discussion, Jeff proposed a new deal. Well, listen, we'll split the difference. You're going to figure out how to deliver this early, and I'm going to move that earnings call out a couple of weeks. It was decided then that the new deadline was six weeks. The team and project would function under the name Futurama. Everyone was aware of their goal. The deadline was breathing down their necks. And so it began. Jeff Bezos was so heavily invested in this idea that he gave his Futurama team full liberty to poach any individual from any team within the company. This was changing the way that Amazon operated as a company. Whole projects were put on the line because a lead engineer would be poached to take part in this secret project. A member of your team would completely vanish and you would have no idea why. The only compensation was a t-shirt that read Futurama on the front and on the back, shipping in six weeks or less, guaranteed. As the project went underway, the team working on it were having sleepless nights, sometimes working as much as 120 hours a week. Countless employees were pulling together to see this project through. As Greg recounts, It was just a really big undertaking, and it meant we needed to pull together a number of incredibly dedicated employees and just really have a concerted push to um, deliver on what we needed to build. 
Um, but it was definitely fun to see people mobilizing themselves to accomplish something um, that they you know, truly believed was going to be um, a great benefit to our customers. With so many people working towards such a tight deadline, inevitably tensions were high and fears began to spill. One of the engineers who was working on the coding for Prime sent an email to Greg Greeley, who was previously a VP of Finance, saying, Greg, I'm really scared. I think the financial impact is going to take down the company. Are you sure the math works on this program? Even the people right in the core of Amazon Prime were worried about its long-term success. But this also highlighted how much each employee cared. Every employee was an owner of Amazon, so they all felt that really personal sense of attachment to the project. Everyone was together and angling for the success of this project. This really hardened me, and I've seen it repeated countless other times at Amazon as well. This sense that every employee is an owner and they can come together and work to build something really amazing. Um, it wasn't just a company initiative or a top-down edict. This was personal to each and every team member. It was an opportunity to build something really impactful. And with this attitude, the team persevered, charged by the resolve and determination of their leaders. The confidence and passion of the leadership team was contagious and inspired the employees to press onwards with their task. Along with the internal software and coding, the team was working hard on the branding and marketing of Amazon's new offering. Ultimately, many people contributed to the final product. Futurama was a product of this company-wide culture within Amazon, of a desire to listen to ideas from employees throughout the business. A culture that leadership had helped to nurture and one which liberated creativity and collaboration at all levels of the company. However, it was Jeff Bezos who came up with the name. During one of the last meetings before the famous Boathouse meeting, he just said, let's call it Prime. This was rather abrupt and out of the blue, and the team were quite taken aback at this announcement, particularly Greg Greeley, who felt as though something as important as the name required at least more planning and consideration. So, Greg approached Chris Bruzo, who was responsible for PR and marketing at that time, with the aim to at least give the name some more structured thought behind it and they came up with a list of suggestions for alternative names. They presented the list to Jeff, saying, Look, here's 20 names, and here's the three we all like better than Prime. Jeff came in and saw the document. He looked up and down the list a few times before nodding and saying, Oh, okay, this is great, I agree, I like Prime, before laughing. Yeah, it was, it was the only time in my 19 years of working with Jeff Bezos that I saw him simply ignore and essentially refuse to acknowledge a recommendation from, from someone on the team. He was just so convinced that Prime was the best name and that, and that it would communicate this idea of a premium customer experience. In February 2005, Amazon launched Prime or as Jeff Bezos referred to it in his open letter to customers that announced the launch, all-you-can-eat express shipping. It was priced at $79 a month. One of the biggest issues in the initial release of Prime was how much of a gamble it was. There was so much uncertainty around how it would land, and it was going to be extremely expensive for Amazon as a company. Would people love it? And if they did, how would Amazon pay for it? Well... Jeff Holden and I were reviewing the launch letter with Jeff, and we 
were struggling to best articulate what an incredible value it was. And, and to really help people understand, it was also a very significant investment on our part as well. Um, so there's a statement in that letter that I think really captures the essence of our thinking. And it says, we expect Amazon Prime to be expensive for Amazon.com in the short term. But in the long term, we hope to earn even more of your business. Amazon was, at that time, associated with the purchase of books, movies, and music. Who would buy clothes or bathroom products from them? Upon its release, the first people who signed up for Prime were the people who were already paying for two-day shipping with each order. So Amazon was essentially providing them with what they were already paying for, for less money, which was obviously costly. But Bezos and Amazon persevered. Consumer behavior was changing, and Prime was attracting more buyers to the site. The program was extremely expensive, but Bezos's firm belief was contagious, and his predictions were right. There was a noticeable shift in consumer psychology taking place, and soon momentum began to gather. When Prime reached 1 million subscribers, Amazon held a big party for everyone. During his speech, Bezos said, We'll have another big party when we reach 10 million. Everyone in the room laughed. Today, Amazon has over 150 million yearly subscribers. Nearly one in three Americans has a Prime membership. And in 2019, Amazon was responsible for 45% of e-commerce spending in the US. In the time that you have been listening to this podcast, Amazon has made over $7 million. All of this because Jeff Bezos and his leadership team at Amazon created and nurtured a culture where employees were empowered to speak up and have their ideas heard. As Greg Greeley says, And when you think about it from a leadership perspective, creating these very intentional mechanisms to empower innovation you know, at any level or rank within the company, and then having a channel to review and give feedback to those ideas, it's just an important part for any company that wants to be customer focused or frontline obsessed and eventually drive ongoing innovations. Um, I think it's just really helpful to keep a pulse on the capabilities that might be needed or customer pain points that need attention and when there might be an outlandish new way to better serve the company's customers. Thank you for listening. We'd like to give a special thanks to Greg Greeley for agreeing to speak with us around his experience during the process of the Prime project. If you have any employee ideas you'd like to hear the story of, please get in touch via podcast at theideasshow.com or message us on Twitter at The Ideas Show. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.